Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. So am I? Minute 25 into it. <clears throat> okay, here we go. <clears throat> okay. We're all done clearing my show. <clears throat> okay, now we are. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Andy. Hey, now. I was shooting that in, whether you said Andy or Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is episode 167, Training Sim to Real Life. So this is another episode that was recommended by uh, a listener. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. So, as we've kind of hinted to on the last episode... This episode is actually being recorded right after 166. So we really don't have much to talk about as far as the week because it's been literally 10 minutes since the last episode. Yeah. I didn't us. get any flying in. So, yeah, I, I, I take a no fly I and, did a, like and a- <laughs> nothing else in the hobby. Didn't buy anything. Nothing. Yep. I uh, I did some surfing of the Internet. I looked at some helicopters. Okay. We nice. were we we broke for what ten minutes? Yeah, so I got eleven minutes of simming in. <laughs> nice. I started like a minute into last episode. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, so before we go into the main topic, I wanted to just kind of bring up from the last episode because we kind of we're a bunch of idiots. We kind of forgot to talk about like well, you know. Yeah, we talked about airplanes. Yeah, so. we talked about airplanes and what first kind of airplanes you can buy or. What kind of airplanes you should go, whether you do flight tests or like mm-hmm. uh, um, an apprentice. But we never spoke about it on the helicopter side. So I just wanted to kind of recap and bring this back in from the for the last from the last episode. Well, we mm-hmm. kind of did it in a little bit in the talk about the two thirty. Yeah, we did a little, just yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you're a listener to the show, you've heard the review, and we talked about how that'd be a pretty good yep. thing to start with. But yeah, what else do you guys think? So, one of the things is like you know some people will steer you towards getting like a kit helicopter. You know, some folks will say maybe just get a seven hundred because they do fly the best and they do fly the most stable. But I mean, a seven hundred heli is super intimidating for a beginner, and even not even for a beginner, even intermediate pilots. Some folks are you know still quite apprehensive about getting a seven hundred. Um, right. or flying one. And, and we're talking more about the first year. I mean, being mm-hmm. brand new, maybe it got a little bit of airplane experience, maybe not any. Yeah. So, and I would think so, it has something to do with how much room you have too. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of flying field you have, whether it's a park or whether it's, a um, a proper AMA field, uh, you know, it depends, yeah. right? How much room you have to determine what size, like if you don't want to, like you might be a person that has like a half acre personal backyard and you're like i i want to get something small that i could fly in my backyard right. you know like why i have to join a club or lug all my stuff to a, you know ba- uh you know soccer field or baseball park or something and like that 700 is not going to be good for that no 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 with. no no so when, when you're starting out i mean in my opinion one of the best helicopters you can get to start out with like first like brand new like so let's say you haven't even flown planes before um would probably be like some small fixed push, you know, blade helicopter. 
70 mm-hmm. s you know maybe a 120 or whatever i don't even know what models they have in that size fixed pitch anymore i don't know the 70 s would be my choice just because yeah. you could fly it in your living room mm-hmm. with low wind you could fly it in your yard mm-hmm. and if it gets crazier you don't know what you're doing just go to zero throttle it can fall five feet and hit the grass and you just pick it up and go again you could okay, literally so, crash it a hundred yes. times. I bought one recently at that AMA show just to like learn some orientation. You know, the backwards counterclock, uh, clock, backwards clockwise fly. And I mean, Kevin saw how many times I crashed in the garage. Yeah, I just I crashed the crap out of it. I can't even find it half the time. It's so small and gets tucked in somewhere. Yeah. But that thing. It's durable as hell for what it is. And I, I don't know if I have it set up. It's ready to fly. And it was only 60 bucks. So that right off the bat, like it's super cheap charger, one battery, mm-hmm. helicopter, controller. You know, garbage controller, like very cheap. But w- one thing I noticed about it, which I thought was actually pretty good, was that um, like I flew it a lot of times. I crashed a lot of times. And there's no like throttle hold. Uh-huh. So when you decrease the throttle, it's fixed pitch, so it just slowly spools down, even though it's hit the ground. So just smack, 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 slowly, slowly <laughs> down, which is yeah. which is hilarious because you're like hearing this thing and it sounds like it's ripping itself apart. But then you pick it up and you just spool it back up and go flying. Blow like, the dust off and go yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. So I think <laughs> something like that is definitely useful. Um, maybe mm. like a 70s to start with just to get like your upright orientation. Well, to, hovering. L- to learn to hover. Yeah, you can learn definitely to learn to hover with one of these, and you can do it in your living room, most likely. Yes. You know, and then you can also learn a little bit of forward flight, even though they have it has very poor characteristics. Sure. You turn right, and it's fine, but you turn left, and it increases your head speed. Like it just gets weird. It's mm-hmm. it's very odd flying characteristics, but because it's fixed pitch, you know, it's due to that. But regardless, though, like it's actually a good helicopter to learn hovering and basic yeah, flight. more for hover training and stuff more for hover definitely and you can do all or all the upright orientations mm-hmm. and then I would I would say jump into the 230s from there right exactly I agree 100 percent see now mm-hmm. I started with something like really basic I started with a flybard like like mini mini heli that I, I think I bought okay. online somewhere for like 30 bucks dude it was really small really cheesy um but i got to learn a little bit of orientation training and it's like 995 it was some weird like you can't even get a name brand stuff no the the next one i went to was the um the double horse like 9116 that was a four channel fixed pitch and that was about the size of a 250 helicopter and that outside with no wind uh taught me a pretty good nose in orientation um, as you're flying around, but dude, that yeah. thing was, <laughs> that thing was so ridiculously bad. Like it was the, the servo horns were cheap plastic. I mean, it was motor driven tail. It was, uh, I think it was a two S battery or maybe a three S, but the, um, the, um, the main motor was a brushed motor. I mean, it was, it was bad. Yeah. It's just, it's very low quality, low everything. And then any little so, gust of wind, forget it. It was, it was yeah. gone, dude. Like, for your first, like, heli, you know, to get, like, a mall kiosk heli, like, maybe, you know, I wouldn't go with coaxial, to tell you the truth. But, you know, if, if that's what you, you know, you wanted to try out, it's not that bad. It's just, you know, it doesn't fly very well. And then 
because it's Quaxo or even the fixed pitch have some type of stabilization sometimes, whether it's a fly bar or, or electronic, that it does make it seem easier to hover than it really is. Because if then you move to like, not, not, let's say a 230S that has that safe mode or the stability flight mode, but like you go to like a MCPX or something or like something that's CP and that's the same 70S style or like that 100 millimeter blade style size. Um, and you put in acro mode, it's all over the place. It is so twitchy. It's all over the place. Like it's, it's like really, really hard to hover. Um, yeah. and, but if you can hover it, then you're, you'll be a master hover. If you can hover those little things. Um, and we should say that a lot of these smaller, like you're saying, the mall kiosk ones, go look at them at the mall and they're all going to be three channel helicopters, uh, yeah. mostly coaxial and don't buy them at the mall because they're way overpriced. You can mm-hmm. find the same one for almost half the price online. I had one of those SEMA S107. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little three, right. uh, three, three channel coaxial one. And those you can only fly inside because they're infrared. You bring them outside, the infrared won't, won't last. It like, washes out. Yeah. Yeah. 15 feet away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I wonder, up giving it to my nephew. I wonder if Blade still makes a coaxial model. The CX2. Cause I had one. It was four channel. Yeah. And it costs more than the mall type things, but. They're sold through the hobby shop, so you can buy parts and stuff. Yeah, if you really smash it on the ground, you can get mm-hmm. parts and this and that. Yep. So it's kind of a step up from the mall. I don't believe they crap. make those anymore. I think they they stopped making those. I think they've basically gone with the you know fixed pitch or collective pitch with the safe technology that yeah. that'll simulate that coaxial feel. That's the yeah. red one, right? It's the yeah, red one has a full red. fuselage. Yeah. No, you they know, still got it. MCX2, ready to fly. Oh, is it? Okay. Right. You know, it's so funny. We've been doing the, the show, the last show about, you know, uh, f- beginners in your first year. And this one, uh, is bringing back a lot of memories. And a lot of the websites I went to, like Nitro Planes and X Heli back in the day, I'm back on these sites now. They have absolutely nothing in stock. Every single thing <laughs> is out of stock except for a couple of quads. Yeah. Like and they all look the same. Like the website looks so, the same. To oh me. yeah, yeah. They're, they're the same company. Yeah, they're yeah. Same no, Chinese, but I'm saying like, like, like looking at it five years from oh, five years far, ago yeah, to right, now, right, exactly. they look exactly the same. Yeah. Like the same helicopters, the same yeah. web look. Yeah. Like, nothing's changed. No. The same quantity <laughs> stock. Like always out of stock. So don't buy from these guys. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, you know, some folks probably. So like to, I don't know. Anyways, we just wanted to kind of recap on that real quick because we did forget to put on there. Um, but after you get a couple of helicopters, you know, some of the simpler, cheaper ones under your belt, then by all means, if you have help, you know, someone at the field or one of your friends that flies heli or even online, then you can go buy your kit, you know, get mm-hmm. recommendations on your motor, ESC, servos, fly bros, oh. units, if you're getting, if you're in the market for that too, um, you know, and, and, and start slowly build up, maybe get a, an oxy three, oxy four. Right. You know, I was going to say, I I kind of feel like the two thirty s, and then go into the kit, mm-hmm. pro- probably an oxy, yeah, something three or four, and yeah. then jump on up into a five hundred. Yeah. Then do your five hundred, six hundred, seven hundreds, and yep. you know if you want to go from, f- you could go from a four fifty to a seven hundred, or you could go from, yeah. you know, a four fifty to a five hundred, and then to a seven hundred. You know, like you don't have to go through all the sizes to no, no. to uh, you know get proficient at flying it's just whatever you're comfortable in your wallet can afford <laughs> Build, right. building an oxy will kind of teach you how to build a kit yes. and, and set if it you up. do screw up something it's a lot less 
It's easier to c- crash an Oxy three than it is to crash a seven hundred. Yeah, it's cheaper to crash. It's you know the parts are going to be cheaper for sure. Um, it's going to do less, less damage. Scary. Yes. Yeah, like I mean, if you hit the side of your house, it's going to do less damage than a seven hundred. It's going to scratch your house instead of cut a hole in your wall. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. So, um, so, so things like that are, are a couple, couple things you want to consider. And and sorry that we missed it on the last episode, so we're just plunging it in right mm-hmm. now. All right. Uh, so let's kind of go right into the main topic here. Let's do it. Okay. So just to give warning, though, this might be a little bit on the shorter side. So let's not talk too much smack about BK, um, <laughs> BK's podcast, you know, even at the end. <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just messing with you guys. Um, all right. So main topic, training going from s- simulator to real life, IRL. Who wants to go first on their take on how they go from sim to real life or how they train in general? Actually, let's go over the training first. Yeah, training right? in general yeah. is more of a what we should start with. I, I guess we're talking Wait. more along the lines of helicopters than, but I mean, airplanes too, we could talk about. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In some respects, I think the airplanes are easier because you can kind of fly almost anything in the simulator, and that kind of relates to what you're flying in real life. With helicopters, man, I found that if my helicopter in the simulator isn't close to what I'm flying in real life, it really, it takes you a while to adjust, you know, back to real life. Um, do I just sim and crash a lot? Or are we not, or are we not talking about the sim? No, no, no. We could talk about simming because that's going to be the tool that we use for training, but we're not talking about how to take something from the sim to, to doing the maneuvers in real life yet. Just the training portion, just the simming portion. So, so yeah, like you're saying, sim. Try it on the sim, crash on the sim, use that tool, right? A lot, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, then try it in real life, but get a couple mistakes high and uh, be prepared to bail out or hit rescue or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's plane or helicopter. Yep. So it doesn't matter. I mean, I think what we talk about may be a little bit more specific for helis, but it can be applied on the tr- on the plane side. Like, basically... For me, I sim like crazy. I do a maneuver on the sim until like I'm sick of that maneuver and I can like sort of do it, you know, like sort of do it well enough where it looks like that's what I, you know, like other people would be able to call out that maneuver. Like if I show it to them to that point, like just, you know, repetitive practice of that maneuver. Now, I don't sit there in like a two hour sim session and just do inverted hurricanes, you know nose uh forward hurricanes like i don't just sit there doing that no i'll sit there do that for a little bit then kind of like in how i do in real life i'll sit do a little practice do a little flying go back to some practice go back to flying like back and forth and and you know kind of mix it up from this is personal to me what i do i'm i'm sure other folks will sit there and be like no i'll sim hardcore one maneuver for 30 minutes and then i'll stop no i usually sim for at least an hour if not more and and i have to bounce back and forth well, and I would say also, you know, learn from whatever mistake you're making, like wherever you're making the mistake, learn from it, whether it's on the sim or real life. You know, if, if you are doing something, you know, and you, and you make you a crash, I mean, the sim, you can, you can get the repetitiveness, uh, and you don't, you'll learn that way, but definitely in learn in real life, if you do something that you're like, wow, man, that I really plowed it in or I, I really messed up there, 
think about what you did, re, you know, replay it in your mind and, and learn from it. Um, so what'd you learn from last week? Uh, not to fly with my eyes open. <laughs> no, not to wear the strap that tight. I don't know. Still going with that strap thing, huh? No, you know what I learned is I, I'm definitely not, I'm moving more uh, aileron than elevator in that maneuver, so I just gotta, I just gotta make sure I move the elevator more. Wait, what maneuver were you doing? You were doing backwards. Uh, I flipped it over. Backwards. Yeah. Oh, inverted. Inverted, and then I was flying backwards, and I, I made a turn coming around, and I went knife edge a little bit, and I can check my model out too because the rescue should have worked, but uh, I'm not sure why it didn't. But yeah, uh, but I mean. Just like in general, like if, if, like I can remember, uh, when I was training for the phone company, you know, I, uh, we had five days to learn how to climb a telephone pole with the spikes on. And that day, I thought I had it by day two. And by day three, I almost fell. I, I cut out and, uh, and on the way home, I, I sat there driving on the way home and I was really scared. I really didn't think I was going to be able to do it. And I said, well, what did I do wrong? And I, what I did wrong was, you know, you got too close to the telephone. Pole, yeah, you got to keep back. yourself out. Yeah, and exactly what I what I did wrong, and I I killed it after that. I had no problem, but you just have to think about what you're doing and uh, learn from your mistakes. And one good thing about the sim, man, you know, it's it's the same with like yeah, guys that play uh, poker or anything. You know, uh, twenty one. You want to go to casino and play twenty one. Uh, the only thing that you're doing is you're seeing more you're getting more time and you're you're seeing more uh things in a simulator so your mind is actually able to process what's going to happen next that much more after like an hour you know because an hour at the field is you know maybe 15 minutes of flying and 45 minutes of bullshitting you know when you sit down Mm -hmm. like you can you can sit down on a simulator for 21 say and you can you can see a, a hundred hands in like 20 minutes when, you know, you know what I mean? So you're, you're getting that repetition yeah. that you're training yourself. It's stick time, man. It's stick time. More. What you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And you're like, seeing yeah, what right, you did you, wrong instantly and you can try it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you get stick time on a sim, you're constantly sitting there and all you're doing is simming. You get stick time at a field, you do a pack here and you talk, you chill out, other people fly. Right, right. Especially in a helicopter. When you're flying like... When you're flying at a field and it's all helicopters, it's usually like everyone's flying a 700. So you're basically flying per person per flight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have three or four people. Like, at our field, at least, it's pretty small. So we don't have two 700s in the air at the same time. Right. You know? So usually it's like, I'll fly, then, you know, Kevin will fly, Rob will fly, Devin will fly, Mike will fly, Mike Longo will fly, Bill will fly, you know? And then, then I'll go and fly again. But, you know, how many people that I just name, you know, that's at least 30, 40 minutes yeah. of waiting, yep. right? So then you got, you know, and then so really realistically at the field, when you're doing in real life stuff, your, your quote unquote stick time or simming time or whatever, it's greatly reduced. You only get maybe in a whole day of like being at the field eight hours, you might only get like 30 minutes of actual flight time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know? in that, in that frame of mind, like, and this is something I've learned and I'm still trying to remind myself that it's going to happen is when you walk out to the field the first time, you might have been killing it all week in the sim. But when you go out to the field for the first flight, take it easy. Oh, yeah. And and learn that model because it's going to be slightly different than sim. It's never going to be perfect. 
you know, it's going to be different and you're going to have weather and outside variables. Right. Yes. You're going to have to adjust. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, like Polda, our field is not at sea level, you know, so it's different. Air density is different, you know? Yeah. What about you, Andy? Well, you don't yeah, see He has recently, but <laughs> recently, yeah, I was about to say, I kind of like I simmed a lot when I was first learning. Right. And then I kind of got away from the sim and then I'd, I'd get back into it at p- points. And, but for me, once you get to a point where you can kind of, you know, your orientations and you can catch the helicopter, uh, if you do a mistake or something, you can get it back. I just kind of try to fly a couple mistakes high and mainly do the stuff in real life. So, but now saying that here recently, I've been on the sim a whole lot and it has improved and I've been able to get all my hurricane and funnel orientations that I couldn't do before. Uh, just, and that's a stick time thing, but a lot of maneuvers, I might do it once or twice on the sim and then I just go straight outside and keep practicing till I can do it. But I I do stuff up high. I don't try to do it down low. Okay. Yeah. And for me, I just go straight to the 700. Like I feel like it's easier, (laughs) easier to learn something on a 700 because it's slower and you have more time to think about it. Yes. For me, I can learn a new maneuver on a 700 a lot easier than I can on a 380 just because I can see it better and I can do it where I can, I might have to fly the 380 at a hundred feet, a hundred feet out. And that's as I can't even barely see it at that where I can do the same thing with a 700 at maybe like 200 feet up. So I get a lot more time to catch it and correct the mistakes. Okay. That's just me. All right, so let's talk about that. How do you take, uh, Kevin, how do you take your simming to real life? How do you make that transition? I used to start out with the smaller helicopters first and then move on and really haven't brought the Oxy-3s out to the field in a long time. But you got to, like I like I said before, you have to realize that, you know, it's going to be a little different. And uh, I noticed that uh, immediately about well, about six months ago when I started flying backwards, upright backwards flight, I would get right to left coming across the field and I would do that turn. And in the sim, I was crashing a lot. And the first time mm-hmm. I tried it in real life up at Ed Johnson Field is when um, I crashed exactly the same way I was crashing in the sim. And uh, I was like, okay, so what did I do wrong? I wasn't pushing the, the tail around far enough. I wasn't getting that rudder around. So I was kind of <laughs> knife edge. I was going to say something else. <laughs> what? You're like, what do I do wrong? Uh, you should have been simming more so you don't crash in the sim so <laughs> well, then you no, can bring no, it to real life and I, not crash. <laughs> I was crashing in the sim for, yeah, I was crashing for a while and I probably still, I probably, at the time I probably still was crashing, but not, not that much. Kind of the same way okay. I was just this past weekend. You know, like I'm, I'm crashing in the sim, uh, with the, with the maneuver I was tried this weekend. Not as much as I used to. So I figured I'd give it a try. Um, but it's all just part of learning, you know? Uh, so maybe I shouldn't do that. Uh, maybe I should wait until I, I get it down more before I try it in real life, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta try it sometime, right? Yeah. You gotta <laughs> so make the gotta transition sometime. Yeah. 
that's one of the biggest important thing that I, I can I can't stress enough is that sooner or later you have to make the move. You can't sit there and be like, well, I could do it on a sim. You can't be like one of those folks that were like, oh, I could do that. I could do this. I could do that on a sim. But I, I only want to tell and hover in real life because I'm too scared. Like, you have to break out of the fear of crashing. You have to break out of, like, you know, just really got to break out of yourself. Like, you're the only person holding you back of doing something that you do on a sim into real life is yourself. No one else has influence on that, you know? Like, doesn't matter what anyone else says. Like, if you don't think you can do it, then you won't be able to do it. So oh, you have true. to kind of believe yourself and and kind of. I mean, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I'll, I'll sound like an asshole for this one. But you have to just man up and fucking do it. Like, there's no like, uh, 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 I don't know. I'm kind of scared. I'm gonna crash my helicopter. Like, dude, you're gonna crash a helicopter eventually. Might as well crash doing something cool instead of just like <laughs> having your fucking battery fail or or something fail on you because all you do is sit there and hover and flip forwards or well, something like that. And if you can do something on the sim, like you can really do it every time without crashing, mm-hmm. you yep. can probably do it in real life. Yeah. Just got to try it. Yeah. Just have to do it. You, you're, you're the only person stopping yourself from doing it in real right. life. Like one, right. one of the examples I, I just thought of was uh, just this past weekend, uh, I don't practice – uh, on the sim i don't practice tiktoks at all i know how to do them i just don't practice them that much at all i'm kind of working on more fluid stuff and just more stuff that i think i'm i'm interested in and i haven't done tiktoks in a long time and i don't know maybe it's just all the stick time i had this past weekend i put that oxy four up and i just said oh let me try tail down tiktok i was doing them no problem moving them right to left backwards i was i was actually able to move them around and i was like wow i haven't done this in real life in a long time so i guess what i'm trying to say is you know you don't have to concentrate on one maneuver all the time but it helps a lot of stuff but a lot of stuff will <laughs> will translate into other maneuvers that you yeah won't that's, even, that's that you, true you won't even yes. realize you're doing you yes. know the yeah and the more maneuvers you learn the then you get more transitions you'll yes. be more precise like yeah, Craig was saying it on his episode. He was like, well, you know, I was flying and I was doing my, you know, circus and stuff. And then all of a sudden I was able to do pyro flips. Right. Uh-huh. Because all those maneuvers. Yeah, he was working on think- upright pyros and inverted pyros and he mm-hmm. just started flipping between them. It's like, well, yeah. I didn't know I could do that, but okay. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know how you're saying that, like, you know, you haven't worked on TikToks on the sim at all, really, right? But you can do them better now in real life than you've ever. It's because when you're doing your transitions, you're learning you're learning collective management and collective timing, and that directly, you know, influences or impacts your TikToks because that's all collective timing, you and, know. And I should I should add that I haven't been specifically doing TikToks in the sim, yeah. but I have been to the point where the disc is up and I want to move it to the right, so I'll I'll give it a little, you know, right aileron or and, and a little left rudder or whatever just to move it a slight bit so i guess that translated into mm-hmm. hey I, i'm yeah. tiktoking now and now i can actually move the tail at a certain point and go one mm-hmm. direction and then stop and come back the other direction just it was it was pretty cool and I, i'm i'm sure that other things will tra- or translate especially when you get into like a split second decision uh, yeah that you have to make mm-hmm. yeah. um one of the things that i I do. It's like I, I don't. I I know Andy. You say you just go right to a seven hundred uh, when you're ready to try it in real life. 
Um, I sim a maneuver until I'm comfortable where I feel like I can catch any type of like orientation issues, right? Because that's really what it comes down to. It's like right. you get into weird orientation that you're like freak out and you take too long to think about it and your helicopter's in the dirt. So for me, I sim until I get all those corrections, like, you know, figured out in my head where it becomes kind of second nature and I can make adjustments. Mm-hmm. And then I, I do bring it to like a Goblin 500, you know, like I do bring it to my smaller helis, which I'll do a little bit lower just because whatever. Um, or maybe, no, even pretty still high. I mean, I still can see that heli pretty well. So like, I'll, I'll kind of bring a couple mistakes high and, and try it once on that, you know, one battery pack. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I got it. I'll try it again on the next battery pack because I always usually work my way up. I never just start on the 700. I go to the field and I fly my 500 first to warm right. up. So I could get that feeling from going from the sim back to real life and the air density and how the, the right. blaze and the model flies and, you know, how everything hooks up. So once I like tried on the 500 and I was like, okay, I kind of got it. It's still ugly. At that point, I have no reservations of not like, you know, I'll go do it on the nitro or do it on the 700. It, uh, you know, right. I just need that one time to confirm that I got it. Like, even if it's ugly and messy, mm-hmm. I still got it. Like I know what to do right. and it's, you know, it's ingrained in me. So then I'm like, whatever, let's do it on the 700. It's nice and big and floaty and you know, whatever. So well, and I kind of do the same thing. I don't always just go straight to a 700. Like mm-hmm. I have the 516 and I, I, I put as many or more flights on it as I do anything because it's kind of my practice heli. Yeah. It's, it's big enough to see, mm-hmm. but it's cheaper to crash. Yes, right? exactly. And, yep. you know, so I don't always just go to a 700, but I do think a lot of maneuvers are easier to learn on a yeah. 700, a pie. Yeah, pure. But I still fly the crap out of the five sixteen just because mm-hmm. it's one battery and yeah, quick and easy to grab. Yep. Um, and dude, I can relate a story to the airplane side of things too, and mm-hmm. it's something that I gotta start doing more and more. And it's like, you know, we're, we said it before, where you get out to the field and you've simmed a lot, and you need to take the time to get that first flight in before you start doing. Yeah, crazy get acclimated. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I used to do when I started flying planes was um I think Flight Test actually came out with this first but there's there had been a million versions on RC groups it was just a profile F22 and it was all it was was bank yank it was Elevon mixing it was prop and slot and yep. uh, I think I had four and a half minutes on like a you know 800 milliamp 3S battery or something silly like that and for I'd say the first good three four months that i was flying when i went to the field that was the first thing i flew all the time so i would kind of get used to orientation and and just banking yank and seeing something in the air that it really helped me out and then i'd be okay let's let's do something else you know after that but that was always like and i don't know maybe it's a comfortable factor too you know hey i'm, I'm back in the air i'm feeling comfortable mm-hmm. um doing some stuff kind of get the cobwebs out you know yeah, get the fingers moving right yeah so let me ask you a question then. Do you ever use an airplane to warm up for helis? No. Uh-uh. No. Okay. I've never done. I don't think I've done that. No. Okay. I'm just curious, you know, if you go to the field and you're like, you have airplanes and helicopters. You're like, let me fly the airplane first to warm up. I don't think I've, I've actually looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have, you know, subconsciously or something, but 
Not really. I mean, I, I don't really bring, I don't bring that many airplanes out to the field anymore. <laughs> I know, right? It's um, if it was, it was like I'd fly that uh the crack beaver around only because that was cool 3D. You know, I'm surprised airplane. you don't fly that anymore because you used to fly it all the time. Yeah, I, I need to start bringing that out. Yeah. I mean, it's not good in the wind. Once the wind dies down and we're in summertime, I'll bring that true, out true. some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Andy? Do you um, you know, do you warm up or anything, or just straight uh, to the seven hundred? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of times, yeah, I'll just go straight to the seven hundred. Mm-hmm. I'll do a couple slow pyros or something, maybe for the first thirty seconds. Uh, but I don't fly super aggressive anyway. You know, I kind of more flowy and whatever slow old man 3d kind of stuff uh but one thing i was just thinking about do you guys think that someone starting out per se should learn airplanes before getting into helis do you think it'd be beneficial as far as being able to fly a circuit we are we all started with planes Mm mm-hmm and I see a lot of benefits. Like when I started sport flying a heli, it's just like, oh, it's, it's just like a plane. You know, yep. start a bank and then pull the elevator back to pull around the turn. And, and of course, you've got to add the rudder. So, yes. Uh, okay, so just to, just to clarify some conditionals, I would say depending what you're into, if you're strictly trying to, be a helicopter pilot. The other condition, there's two conditions I would say. Um, <laughs> and it depends on like your personality type. Like, are you one that would like face struggle and then quit? Or are you one to face struggle and be like, fuck that. I'm going to beat this. Yeah. Double down and go. Yeah. Harder. Double mm-hmm. down and go harder. So it depends. If you're, let's just say, you know, the person that like would say, oh, well, this is too hard for me. Maybe it's not for me. Then, I would definitely say start with the planes because it is much easier. You're going to get mm-hmm. small wins that are going to, you know, kind of get you hooked onto the hobby. And then, yeah. and then, you know, if your goal is the helicopters, that's cool. Like, you know, like we were saying in the last episode and this episode, all the forward flight stuff, even inverted forward flight, it's all the same on a plane and a helicopter. It's as long as it's coordinated turns. Right. Just on the flip side, if you're not a person that's like double down and like won't let anything beat them in life. Then shit, just go straight for the helicopters. Like, why bother? You don't need the planes. You'll 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 get into the planes later on as like a a way to calm down from all the excitement of the helicopters. Yeah. So yeah, and once yeah, you can I, fly a helicopter very well, you know you can sport fly a plane pretty well too. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I I I see some benefit. Maybe not having to completely start with airplanes and be proficient before you move. But mm-hmm. even if you're sport flying. A helicopter, I see some benefit throwing up a foamy and practicing circuits, figure eights, and stuff as far as being more precise. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, just because it's easier, you can, you can think, you don't have to think about the collective, just put it at three quarter throttle and practice making those constant added altitude turns and stuff where you're not going up and down and. In and out, sure, yeah, loops, rolls, stuff like that. I see some benefit, yeah, yeah, and there definitely is benefits. Um, and I'll be the first to admit it. When I first started learning inverted forward flight, I was having a hard time, and what did I do? I just went back to a plane. 
Mm -hmm. I said, hey, the controls are going to be all the same. So let me fiddle around with a 3D plane, like a foamy, and just get used to it and crash it. And you're taking taking out the collective management, Mm -hmm. and you're taking out the momentum. Like with a heli, uh, you know, in forward flight or whatever, fast flight, you've got to maintain that momentum. And mm-hmm. so if you pull back a little too far, you screw up, you can just stop or yep. go the other way. Yep. Well, the plane, you're just kind of always going in one direction, yeah. which I think helps. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just less things to worry about, like you were saying. You don't have to worry about the throttle management or collective management. Yeah, on that sure. sure. See, and I would say, you know, just like, like Steve, like you were saying, you know, if you're strictly going to be that helicopter pilot, which probably pertains to not a whole ton of people, I think like 95% of people are – either going to fly airplanes or both i think a lot of people Mm -hmm. are going to try both i think dude it's a hobby we're here to have fun try Mm -hmm. try planes and try helicopters at the same time i don't i don't think you necessarily have to be very competent with a airplane to try helicopters no Uh, um it it definitely helps with the orientation and far as forward flight Mm-hmm. But but dude, we're having fun. You might get fed up with planes for. I mean, it happened to me. Like I'd be like, oh, I don't want to fly a helicopter for. You know, I'm kind of kind of done with them for a little while, and I would I would fly planes for a while, and then I'd be the complete opposite. Like, hey, I'm really yep. into helicopters. I don't really want to fly planes for that much. You know, for a month or whatever, and just you won't get burnt out that way either. Right. I do the right. same. I go back and forth, and I notice that the fl- the I, I improve with the other one, no matter, like if I'm flying helicopters and I go back to planes, I find that I can do stuff better or more comfortable. Uh, I mean, with sick time, sick time in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. And right. the same with the other way. So if I, you know, don't want to mess with helis for a while and I'll fly planes for a few weeks, then I go back to the heli, then, you know, I'm more precise or more, you know, it's just one feeds the other. So, like you say, stick time is stick time. Cool. Nice. Um, so, are there any other tips and tricks, I would say, that, that would help people, you know, maybe get over any, I don't know, humps? I mean, what are the major humps? Let's 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 identify a couple of the major humps in flying. Um, and we can just, you know, talk on the sim, right? Like, what, what, what are the major humps to, like, flight? That, that you need to learn. With Obviously, your orientation, planes right? Planes Doesn't matter. Like, well, with planes, it's definitely going to be your orientation, um, you know, in two ways, right? You're upright and you're inverted. Uh-huh. Forward flight. And helicopter, to me, that whole inverted orientation, like, I, that's still a struggle for me that I'm trying to overcome right now, you know? Right. Well, I think just, just uh, circuits and forward flight with a heli is a, is a step. It's a hump, yeah. Mm-hmm. From a from being able to hover, even if you can hover in all orientations and move it around slowly, once you start doing steep banked turns and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that kind of unlocks another level. I feel fast forward flight in all directions. Yeah, um, definitely, I would say that. I think not even like fast forward flight, but consistent forward flight. Like Kevin was saying about his. Um, in the last episode, we were talking about, you know, transitioning, like whatever you do one way, do it the other way, right? Yeah. Like that, doing things the other way, it's hard. Um, I think it's hard for our brains to kind of like, like, you know, we can think about it and be like, oh, you just do this and this and this, but 
when it comes to the moment of actually doing it, it's like, huh, what do I do? Oh no, crash, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, I think that that's a hump on its own, trying to be consistent with doing things outside your comfort zone and doing in both directions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pyros is the next level. Like yeah. Start, anything pirouetting. Like you can do, like, I don't think the flips and rolls are a huge step above like forward flight or, no. or when or I hovering, say fast really. flight, I don't really mean like fast, fast, but just consistent speed, you know, forward, mm-hmm. backwards, whatever. Yep. Uh, loop, you know, flips, loops, rolls, that kind of all goes together. But now when you start adding pyros in, pyro yeah, flips right. and then pyro circuits. I mean, pyro- even just a pyro in your loop. Like one pyro, yeah, like yeah. I'm any going kind up of pyro, and then thing. I come yeah. down. Yeah. Once you, uh, you know, pyro steering is what they call it, but that's that's like another level that I've not really unlocked yet. I think as far as planes go, um, you know, you've got your forward flight and your first. You've got banking yank. Once you get that down, I think the next hump is using the rudder which a lot of guys don't i still don't understand how a lot of guys don't use the rudder um more it doesn't even look right i think they should yeah because you want it to look right but then the next hump is definitely inverted and using the rudder when you're inverted like that's yeah sometimes that's a that's Mm -hmm. a big one yeah that's true I make a lot of correction course changes i'm like wrong way (laughs) you know for me the Equivalent to the pyros and the helis would be the rolling maneuvers with the planes. Yes, you know, true. Rolling harriers, rolling circles, yeah, just anything, straight rolls where yeah. you can like rifle, rifle roll. Rolls, anything yeah. where you're constantly rolling, and you've got to do elevator and rudder mm-hmm. to to drive it any direction you want. I feel like that's kind of equivalent to the pyro steering. The only the time helis. I can do that now is like if I start the roll and it's turning to the right. I'm like, okay, we're turning to the right. And I'll just continue it. <laughs> yeah. It's like whatever direction it wants so, to go, I do it. So I, I would say in both helicopters and planes, it's the stir. Yeah. Like that's the rolling maneuvers when you're doing the stir, mm-hmm. basically, because you're kind of rolling and then you stir and roll and stir. So uh, anything that's stirring or rolling or pirouetting, like that stuff is, it's just, it's a brain fuck. Like it really is. Like your mind has to like comprehend so many different axes that it's just like, uh, what? And it has to come quick to you that it's muscle memory, that it's not even a thought. Well, and and it's difficult to really get full muscle memory on it. You can't because as soon as you change the pyro rate, then your muscle memory doesn't work. So you kind of got to, I don't know. It's 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 hand-eye coordination maybe more? Yeah, I think more. With with a bit of muscle memory, right? Yeah. I mean, you got the muscle memory for like the stir, but then mm-hmm. you got to vary the size of the stir and, and the oblong stirs and yep. the timing of the stir. And yeah. all that changes depending on the speed of the model. Like if it's an airplane, the speed of the roll, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's so many different factors that you just kind of got to be able to look at it and break it down in your brain, which is difficult. And then, and then to be able to do it fast enough that right. you, you have keep to up be, with the model, right, <laughs> be yeah. ahead of the model. Yeah. Well, you have to be able to do it. You can't think about it. You just have to be able to do it instinctively. Yeah, and right. that's the hard part. That's to the hard part to unlock. Well, then it gets back to the eights too, uh, especially with helicopters. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, if you're doing it, say you're doing a tail down funnel, and now you want to go 
into a sort of a hurricane where you're nose first and mm-hmm. then then you want to go into a nose down funnel it's like where is the where is the aileron where is the rudder you know if you learn those each step by step you right. will have you no can problem just move straight to it yep doing mm-hmm. it it's the same yeah. with you don't start doing uh you know harriers you start doing um you know knife edge flying first so you know which way to do the rudder you right. know and or you do mm-hmm. inverted first and then knife edge and then you kind of work it yeah one step they're at building time. blocks it's right building exactly blocks. yep yeah you have to and that's the, that's what we we're saying in the last episode they're like kind of get the boring stuff and do it well because once you get that boring stuff well it unlocks so much more um one of the things i wanted to uh, what was it that i want to say oh man it just slipped my mind now all right anyways one of the things that i think helps a lot roadblock wise is like it's you know when you hit a roadblock like admit that you're hitting a roadblock. Don't be all man. Oh, it was it was <laughs> helicopters' fault or it was an airplane's fault. It's the wind. It was brownout. It was this. It was yeah. brownout. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like everyone has excuses. No one wants to really hear them. It doesn't matter. Um, you're not fooling anyone really. So what yeah. I would say it's like you hit a roadblock. Like you see something in your flying style that like you're deficient on. Which you know, just admit it and be like, okay, I need to work on this. Right. And you go to the sim and hit that shit hard. Mm-hmm. You know. And then come to the field and be like, here, look, I can do it now. Or it might be ugly, but I can do it, you know? And and you'll see, like, any little achievements you make in this hobby become such huge wins, I think. It's especially on the helicopter side. I don't know. Uh, I know I keep on defaulting to the heli side, but you know, just it's so difficult to fly what we fly, you know? Uh, well, and I think sticking a good landing on an airplane and getting that down, that that's uh-huh. that's a huge oh, yeah, win it's too. Man. too. Yeah, for sure. Or once you start doing 3D, being able to hold a hover for 30 seconds right. or something like that, it's or very turn, rewarding. Rotate it. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I talk about like helicopter stuff, as far as like, you know, the difficulty and stuff, I'm not trying to say airplanes aren't difficult either. Like they are difficult in their own way, um, especially the 3D envelopes of airplane. Like to think about in helicopter, we're quote unquote beating the air into submission, right? We're basically changing the pitch and the, the you know the angle of the blade so quickly to do these maneuvers but on, on an airplane you're kind of doing the opposite you're stalling the airplane to do these maneuvers and then powering out of it constantly right. you know and that's right. like you that's have to 3d flight the, you have to use the weight and the momentum and and the thrust that you're getting over your control right. surface at that moment to just twist it and then stop and twist it right. you know like right. it's you know so it's hard in a different way exactly you know i'm not trying to downplay saying the helicopter is only hard part of this rc flight hobby no it's airplanes anything three-dimensional type of flying it's going to be hard but it's you know regardless it's rewarding when you do and even if you don't want to be a 3d pilot and just want to do a sport pilot it's still rewarding like you're saying when you grease that landing you know when you have that scale yeah. takeoff where you're you like know, you're a, a perfect you know cubanade or a pattern maneuver and it yeah it's very clean and you compensate for the crosswind and all mm-hmm. that. And it just looks perfect, centered yep. up. I mean, that's rewarding too. Yeah, it looks right out of the you know FIA you know mm-hmm. maneuvers book, right? Like sure. the drawing, and you're like, whoa, that's cool. When you're doing like a low inverted path, you know, you know, a flyby. Oh yeah. You know, like, and you're just you're like inches off the ground with that uh-huh. rudder. Six inches off the ground, Oof. perfect. Or the whole runway or <laughs> yeah. a knife edge, you know. Mm-hmm. 
foot off the ground or something. Yeah, I mean, a foot yeah. off the ground, and it doesn't maneuver. Like, it doesn't go forward or away from you. Like, mm-hmm. it stays in that same plane. Like, dude, that's, that stuff's hard. And when you get those little wins, it's going to be awesome. And it's so rewarding, this hobby, you know? Absolutely. I I will say that, like, I, I, I see him and then I don't see him. Mm-hmm. I've only, I only really progress when I do see him, like with the Haley's. Like like consistently? I can, I, yeah, I can consistently. I can go out and learn stuff or whatever. But like here in the last couple months, I r- really wanted to get all the all eights, you know, with the forwards, backwards, upright, mm-hmm. inverted stuff. Yep. And I could do most of them pretty good, but I kind of had to think about it. But by hitting the sim, I was able to kind of get more comfortable. So now if I'm doing one way, I can just do a quarter piro or a half piro or do a half roll and just go right into the other one. I don't have to think about where to put the sticks. Yeah. So it it really does make a big difference doing the sim. And I'm really bad. I'll go months and not even turn the damn thing on Mm because I'm lazy. And I can go outside and get all the flight seeing that i want yeah you know. but still being able sitting down structured and just you know fly crash yeah reset burn that in 20 30 minutes at a time is mm-hmm. usually what i do uh if i can do that three or four days in a row it makes a huge difference yeah i think another thing that would help folks is set some goals like you don't have to be like hey i'm gonna fly like kyle stacy in six months like Set realistic goals. Set no, maneuvers set, that you want to learn. Yeah. Say I want to learn upright, backwards, you know, mm-hmm. counterclockwise yeah. or clockwise. Yeah. And right. practice it till you get it. And then practice once you get it. that, okay, now I want to mm-hmm. do it the other way. Yep. Yep. Um, one of the latest maneuvers I, I started practicing in real life more recently is um, that I, I learned on a sim is, is four-point TikToks. You know, yeah. like every TikTok yeah. is four-point. So it's like. Tail down, you know, tick tock, you know, now I'm nose left, tick tock, tail, uh, tail up or nose down, you know, and mm-hmm. you just, and you just practice that. And when you practice it on sure. the sim and you get used to it, then you kind of try in real life and you're like, Whoa, that was ugly, but I kind of yeah. did it. And I but felt I, a little more I comfortable it, doing it. And the it. more you do it, the better it looks. Mm-hmm. Yep. And one final piece of advice I could probably tell people, and I'm nobody to tell anybody how to do anything is, uh, Fly the model, don't fly the transmitter, don't fly the sticks, man, because you'll get into trouble quick. I don't know what that means. It means you know how to do the maneuver on the sticks, but you're not watching the model. You're concentrating more on your fingers than the model. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's You know, flying anything is hand-eye coordination. Don't forget about the hand-eye coordination and just think about muscle memory. I think that's what you're saying, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You can get into trouble immediately doing that. Yeah, because you're like, I could do a pure flip. Let me just go stir the stick and go up and down real quick. Right, right. Yeah. And then you drive yourself into the ground. <laughs> yeah, and you find out in real life, just because you can muscle memory do a pure flip on the sim, right. you go outside and you add in a little bit of wind or a little bit of this or a little bit of that, then yeah. you got to start. Just factor of doing it in, in real life. Yeah. And- the muscle memory you developed on the sim may not be exactly the same that you need to compensate for a five mile an hour wind or a gust of wind or you know whatever so you got like yeah like kevin said you still got to look at the damn model 
right. watch what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. Observe the model, see the the disc and uh, the the skids or the body, whatever you look at. You know, when you're you're basically or pointing out orientation. Yep, yep, exactly. All right. Uh, I know this is a little bit on the shorter side, but is there anything else uh, you want to bring up in the main topic? No, I think yeah. I'm, we've covered think it. Cover. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. News and announcements. More we've news. Things and announcements. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice recovery, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what have we got? Uh, Javier sent us an email a couple weeks ago about the Blade uh, 360 oh, yeah, Fusion. Right. And I couldn't find a damn thing about it. So I don't think it's actually been announced yet. I think he maybe heard something in an interview that was going to be announced. Javier's a big forum guy, so there's probably so, like some leaked on the forums. Maybe. I couldn't find anything. So we'll, yeah. we'll find that out as soon as some info gets out. But I did notice this Nano S2. Yeah, what the hell is this? Okay, so I had the uh the Nano what it was the Nano CPX. Mhm. Then they had the Nano CPS. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what the hell they've had since then, but the newest version is the Nano S2. And this is a collective pitch little tiny helicopter. And the the big news is they've added Pyro compensation in their little tiny flight controller. Really? Because they're I have the Nano CPS. Yeah. And like it like start you, Pyro and it just goes like batshit crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all over the place. Like it just yeah. starts to fly tail in, like yeah. tail backwards and all over yeah. the place. Like it's ridiculous. Well, they've added Pyro comp in their little whatever fly barless. They're three in one, yeah. This thing actually looks pretty neat. I kind of want one, even though I'm sure I'd fly it three times and never touch it again. Get it and then sell it to me because I'll probably fly I'd love three times fly, and not want I'd it I'd love either. to do some inverted circuits around my living room now. Because mm. well, when I had that, I had that CPX, Nano uh, CPX, I was pretty new. So I could fly a circuit in the living room, but it was scary and crazy and hit myself in the head and all kinds of shit. Cause I just didn't have the control. But now that I've been in it a couple more years, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see what I could do inside the house as far as doing flips and inverted stuff. Yeah. That'd be interesting to see. It's hey, uh, bucks. yeah, it's 99 bucks. It runs on the one S 150, uh-huh. uh, lipo blades or mm-hmm. 85 millimeters. CP, it's got the little linear servo deals, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen any of the little nano helis, it looks just like them. Motor-driven yep. tail. Yeah. But it's fairly inexpensive, 100 bucks for the bind and fly. I think the ready-to-fly is like 130 maybe. Yeah, 130 uh, yep. But I th- it's, uh, oh, it's in stock now. Yep. So... I remember looking at it about a week ago and it was not out yet. So cool. I might have to try one of these out. Just, I don't know. Cause I'm stupid. I guess I want to buy stuff that I'll never fly again. It's the micro 3d powerhouse. Yeah. I don't yeah, know about that. I don't know. 
I really, it'd be so cool if they could make one of these brushless. If it was brushless, this thing would be awesome. This is funny too. It's it's like, yeah, I wonder how the tail is because that's my problem with these. It's going to be shitty. You know that. But I mean, they get so well to 230, you know? Circuits. Yeah, but this thing is so little. You think the tail could actually be good? I don't know. Maybe. I have hopes. <laughs> I think it'd be fine every time to I do buy like one of these. inverted circuits or mm-hmm. you know backwards even if you don't really push it too hard. I don't know if it'd hold up to funnels and stuff. May you know maybe if you don't do them too aggressive. Yeah, in the video he was doing some funnels, tail down okay. inverted funnels. Yeah, it's different when they do. When a pro does it, it's different. Like whenever they demo these things, they yeah. I just remember watching all the videos where like like okay so. Ethan, our friend Ethan, right? Right. He yeah. he posted a video of him flying a nano MCXP or whatever, one of these little nano things, yeah. right? In his living room. Oh, yeah. He was flipping, flying yeah. all sorts of stuff. That, watching that is kind of made me like, man, I want to see what I could do. I know yeah. I can't do that, but. But I can't do I that. Do I know something. I can't do that. <laughs> you know, like, I know for a fact that I will take that and it will crash right yeah. off the bat. Like, as soon as I flip it, I'll crash. So, but, you know, I don't know. I have high hopes. I'd probably try this just so, like I said, like have the next level for my 70s. My 70s is just yeah. upright. Maybe stuff. I'll, I'll get one before June. And we'll screw around with it at the Heli Fest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, fly, fly this little thing under lights. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> Were you there when we was watching uh, Chris uh, McKelly or whatever his name is? At the uh, Loctite event with the little... Yeah, that was even smaller than this thing, I think, wasn't it? Or was it that size? He was uh, puro was flipping and doing yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. It was, it was the 150. It was, uh, was it? it was the line 150, wasn't it? No, it was a no, little blade. Was, that was a blade? Really okay. Yeah. The red one. It just looked he white. the crap out of like it. white it like a two-foot box. Yeah, he was flying it under the lights. Yeah, that guy was good at that. I couldn't do that. I I think I even mentioned that. I was like, oh, I wouldn't be able to fly that like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a little dinky thing that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not dropping a lot of money that if, you know, whatever, you fly a couple times yeah. and get bored of it, whatever. It's not a big deal. Yeah, awesome. Okay. That's kind of all I've got this week. Yeah. Cool. Kind of the same as last week. <laughs> so, what's next for you in the hobby then, huh? Yeah. You'll be doing Birmingham, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just got back from Birmingham. That was fantastic. Nice. Yeah. I'll t- I'll talk more Energyville. about Synergyville. Yeah, I'll tell you all the cool Synergy news I saw and uh, all the people. I'm surprised Synergy didn't release anything new recently yet. I mean, it's about there's almost due, right? Like, don't they usually around March, April? Yeah, Birmingham usually. Oh, okay. So you might, yeah, you might hear Synergy news then. Yeah, I'll I'll talk about that. I'll talk about everything I've seen next week. Next week, okay. When nice. it comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, and then Kevin, you'll still be uh, in Florida, right? Yeah, I'm still in Florida. Nice. But at this point, the wedding's over, and I'm going to be. Wait, is it wedding? Is that where you're going now? Yeah, yeah. My daughter's getting married. Oh, awesome! Congrats, man. Yeah. But by so, now, everything would have been done, right? <laughs> so now everything be been done. They'll be on their honeymoon, and I'll be looking at websites as to all the bills will be paid all the bills will be paid i'll be perusing websites i'm actually thinking about buying a warbird man like the larger corsair has been running through my head oh that thing looks so friggin' sweet 
But yeah. I'm not that sure. new one from uh, is it Motion? Motion, yeah, yeah. It's the giant one, then, right? Are most of no, it's their uh, f- uh, flat uh, force. No, 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 that's flat that's line. Flight line. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is their Warbird brand. Yeah, that thing okay, looks nice. freaking awesome. Yeah, that too. And I don't even like Warbirds. I don't know. Do it. I'm gonna have some money. Uh, I think. Just well, I'm just gonna have an excuse. Like I don't have to save anything more. I don't know. It's still kind of, still kind of expensive though, man. It's expensive, but what's, it's huge. What's, what's expensive? It's like it's like four fifty, four sixty. But I mean, it's a sixty-three inch wingspan. It's enormous. It's a huge plane. I just think like I mean, if it's under a thousand, is it really that expensive? Because like the shit we buy now is so expensive compared well, to. Yeah, but it's just a phone. Steve. Airplane. Steve doesn't care about money. Yeah, we're not all Steve. <laughs> oh, by by uh, by the next episode, I should have my uh, Extreme Flight Edge um, maiden. Oh, cool! I'm I'm hoping. Depending, uh, I don't know. Like, you I kind of feel bad. Yeah. What have you been no. doing? No, it's just I I flew the other <sighs> 3D plane I bought first. You know, to give that a fair shot before I sell it, and then um, you know, it's like <sighs> I'm going away to Sunday. You know the whatever three days before this episode is recorded, <laughs> or or four days before this episode is dropped, or five days, whatever it is. But it's like I don't know. I kind of feel guilty. Like, hey, I'm gonna be gone for a week. I'm gonna fly out Sunday. I'm gonna go flying Saturday. <laughs> so I'm not gonna spend any time with my family. You know, so I kind of feel yeah. guilty. I should uh, not go flying this week or last week, whatever. Yeah, I How- figured you would have flew it last week. Uh, this past week, no. Because I, I only wanted to, I only went there for a night fly, so oh, okay, gotcha. you know I didn't get to the field till four o'clock, and I wasn't gonna lug that huge plane. Ain't and, nobody there got a spotlight. No, I had a spotlight, had a spotlight, but spotlight. nobody else had a spotlight. They're not as cool, and they like cool, it's kind of weird. It was like they lit up the uh, the field with a couple of um, where those the halogen lights, mm-hmm. and I went to Mike and I was like, dude, it's too much light. <laughs> like, it was like. Everything we have is like, you know, lit up. Like, let's fly with no lights, you know, or like reduce the amount of lights sure. pointed to the field. And, you know, he turned a couple sideways and stuff and it made it a little bit better. But well, I don't know about yeah. you guys. Well, I know you guys, Andy, I don't know. You, you fly with glasses on. I find that when I'm doing that night stuff, if the light's directly behind me, I get a glare off that light onto my glasses. I oh, can't fly that all that great anyway right, well, yeah my glasses even lights on the airframe just start to blur and i get a lot of like star well, you know what they say andy if you can't what? fly at night don't fly at don't night try yeah don't even try <laughs> yeah, to fly douchebag dirty old planker <laughs> so i've been checking out the parts for that giant corsair and actually the fuselage and the wing set is relatively the same amount maybe 10 dollars more than a you know your 40 inch mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's uh 600 it's 460 bucks yeah 63 inches but, but it parts, just looks man, so sweet cow. the way they did it they're pretty cheap i don't know we'll <laughs> I, I love your reason you're like oh man it's so expensive for the airplane you know it's a foamy but the, parts, but are the parts are so cheap i think i should buy it <laughs> hey steve it's got a 18 by 12 three blade propeller 18 by 12. That's three a lot blade. of pitch. Wow. 18 by 12, three blade. Yeah. That's like a freaking 22 by something, two blade. It's a huge. That's like 90% of the, the scale. Yeah. Like that's, they flew with a much either larger or they had to be larger, same pitch, just larger. 
I mean, that's the reason for the, the wings being the way they are to get the motor off the ground. Right. Uh, but geez. Yeah. I, I just, I've always been a fan of the Corsair, man. You have been. You should do it, man. Yeah. Just do it. We'll see. Yolo. We'll see what happens. I want one. Yolo. You want one? All right. Steve, I'm not going to buy one. No. Yeah. Unless you're paying, but then I'd probably just give it back to you <laughs> once I'm done. Let's right. have a couple of flights. I'm not going to buy one either because I got to buy a new 700, which is more important than this airplane. But the airplane does look cool. It does. All right. Did everybody go? I'm I'm lost. <clears throat> um, Let's move it on here. Uh, okay. Facebook likes. Right. We're ready for the wrap up. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, we're All right. Yeah. Facebook likes. We are at 886 likes. I don't know how many that is because I only see one new name and then I see a bunch of names again from previous likes. So I'm just going to say the one new name. William Curtis. Thanks, William. Thanks, William. Yeah, thanks, man. Okay. Facebook comments. What do we got? Uh, I didn't see much on Facebook. Actually, I'm lying. <laughs> All I saw was, what did Kevin say in episode 165? Help us settle the bet. What was Oh, we did bet. We bet a dollar. And uh, I got freaking 50 cents from Andy. So I don't know what yeah. that means. I think you owe me a dollar now. He was though. guilty. You, see, you, see you felt guilty. That's all. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, we got we, a good response to this. We, we did. We mm-hmm. had. Uh, 28 votes. 28 votes, yeah. Uh, and just so everybody knows what the tally is at this point, 25% said that I said Yoda, and 75% said that I said Yoder. Yoders have it. The Yoders have it. And <laughs> much to the surprise of myself, not being a savvy Facebook guy, I am able to see every single person that voted for Yoder or Yoda. Uh-huh. Uh, so I know who you are. So anyways, no, uh, Kyle Schneider <laughs> says, us, <laughs> Kyle Schneider says that was Yoda mixed with a accent of New Yorkers and New Jerseyans. So it turns into Yoda er, uh, Chris Breams was laughing. Steve Wattenberg cracks me up. He says, Kevin said something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wesley D. Pennypacker said, sorry, Kevin, but I heard Yoder on a side note. Every time you guys mention SAB Kraken, I immediately have, think of Phil McCracken and I giggle like a 10 year old. Nice. <laughs> Michael Ludke, <laughs> who I pronounced yeah. Ludike or something like that, and uh-huh. was correct and uh-huh. said, uh, that Jersey accent, Yoda, the uh sound kind of sounds like an R. I think that's what I think Mike hit it on the head. But in, to fill in my own little story, to, to comment myself, I spoke to a guy this weekend who, um, I'm not going to reveal his name, but this is a guy whose hearing is so impeccable, he can tune a nitro engine just by listening, tell you whether it's rich, tell you whether it's lean, tell you whether it's going to explode. So I trust his hearing. And he said to me, the first time I heard it, it sounded like Yoder. He goes, but the second 20 times, <laughs> the second 20, the second the second time through the 20th time I heard it, you definitely said Yoda. So I'm going with that person that I'm not going to mention. But Wait, he said Yoda or Yoder? Yoda. Are you not even listening to me now? No, he's not. He's not. The one time he pays attention is when I say Yoda. Uh-huh. 
Because you can't miss. You're a big Star Wars fan. You can't miss you saying Yoda. Like it just it comes out. You hear it. Yeah, You're but like, wait the, a minute. What? But that's the Jersey. Record scratch. What? That's the Jersey. It's I mean. just the accent. Shit, I mispronounce everything all the time. <laughs> so and I don't know. We also had some comments on the blue foe flying. Um, I think yeah. Jim was pretty happy that. Uh, thanks so much, Steve, for taking the video. I think Jim was thrilled to to see it. And he, because he reposted it on his RA Chorus group, yeah. um, he said, looks great in the air. Wesley Pennypacker said, nice. Jason Klein says, beautiful job, dude. I love seeing these at night. Jim Arner says, look great. Ross Cooper Smith said, looks awesome. Great work, Kevin. And that's Mr. LED himself, Ross Cooper Smith. Uh, Eric Engstrom said, very cool. Newsmeal Bozzi said, awesome. Phil said, that, Phil Goodwin said, that is sweet. Steve Wattenberg, Said it's not meant to be flown at thro- full throttle. Then why have full throttle? <laughs> <laughs> then why have it? <laughs> it's like if my car's not meant to do 160 miles per hour, why put 160 miles per hour on the dashboard? <laughs> right. And okay, then, yeah. Angelica, I think that's his wife, Mrs. Wattenberg, said uh, way cool. Nice. Awesome. And forgive me if I read those names wrong because it's uh, getting late and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay uh anything else facebook comments or should we move to website comments now yeah, we can move to website comments i got one from squarespace form submission so it's an email to our uh free uh webpage and it says uh his name is tim and subject is pipe info needed for os 105 r Hello, all. I just received my Glogo kit via UPS yesterday, and I'm planning on using an OS 105R for a power plant. Um, I've been flying electric helis for five years and nitro planes for 15, but this will be my first nitro heli. Nice. Oh, awesome. I'm trying to determine which pipe for, will be best for the OS 105R. So far, I've seen Synergy, Protune, OS PowerBoost, Satori, which is hard to fly, Funtech, and MRCI. Uh, Mr. Kyle Dahl seemed to favor MRCI and didn't have much nice things to say regarding the power booster protein, but was hoping you all can give your feedback. Uh, so the only two pipes I personally tested was the OS power boost and the Synergy Pro 2. I'm, I'm a newbie. I can't tell. I can't tell the difference if one has more power than the other. Um, some folks say that the Pro 2 has more power, but then also the Pro 2 weighs a little bit more. So whatever power you might gain, you might lose. Um, some folks say that the power boost sucks because it runs really hot and it's not, you know, it could basically melt rings and I don't know. Um, to me, I've been, I still have the protein on my heli and I'll probably continue having that on there. Um, there is a little annoying factor that I don't like about the protein and it, it kind of sounds like there's something loose inside. There's like a little in certain like orientations where like I hear the pipe more. I hear like a little ringing noise. I don't know what it is. It might just be on my head, but you know, so I don't know. Like I could try putting the power boost back on and seeing if it's gone and if, if it's truly the pipe or something else on the heli, but I can't be bothered. The heli's flying so good right now. I'm just going to keep it the way it is. Um, I hear good things about MRCI, that pipe. It's a little bit weird looking, but it's, it's supposed to produce good power. It's pretty lightweight. Um, a little bit louder, find- maybe. It's a little bit louder. It has a different tone to it for sure. If you can find a Hattori, shoot, I would say go with the Hattori. Yeah, I'd say the, the soft mount is great. The best. Yeah. Um, the other that you didn't write here, which um, 
I'm not sure Fun Tech. I don't know if they even make a 105 pipe. I know they used to be for 91s, but I don't know. Maybe there is. I just haven't seen them. Uh, but the other one is like, it's it's almost like a Hattori knockoff. It, it's not, it is and it isn't. It kind of looks similar, but it's an M Studio pipe. And I believe like Amin and I think Heli Direct might sell them. I don't know. It's a couple of folks online, Heli stores sell them. I've heard good things about them. Like, you know, it's not a Hattori, but it's very similar. It has a soft mount that Hattori's did. Um, so people like that. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Hattori to me, you know? So I don't know. I don't know what the baffle design is or nothing. So I can't really say if it's the same or different. But, um, you know, there is that option. But if you go for ProTune, PowerBoost, or MRCI, I, I would, you know, pretty much guarantee that any one of those pipes will do you good, you know? So. Yeah. What about you, Andy? I know you have some experience with some of these pipes, right? Yeah, not not a ton. Just kind of what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I would say the ProTune or the MRCI. I've heard good things about both of those. Mm-hmm. Ever, I mean, people that I've heard and talked to seem to like the ProTune more than the PowerBoost. Mm-hmm. But then everybody that's run the MRCI seems to like it. Thinks maybe it has a touch more power just a little more louder kind of a tone yeah it's like a higher rest yeah a little little more annoying i guess but if you don't care about that it might have the most power and it might be the loudest possibly yeah i mean i don't know to me power is subjective because you can like you know i mean are you tuning it to the ragged edge where you can actually see the power difference between each pipe because for me i just slapped the pipe on i didn't even tune them like i just yeah you know fluid the way it is just i have a decent yeah i have a good tune on my helicopter that i've I've flown you know many 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 gallons through and i'm just like you know what i'm i'm okay with the power output well everything so and photos is a nitro guy so i'm sure it he wouldn't put it out if it wasn't at least equivalent to the others sure power wise no for sure yeah all right. Uh, let's see. Do we have any other? Dude, I got to mention a Facebook comment I just saw from from Paul Schwartz. And he, he starts off by saying, you two knuckleheads went down to the guitar manufacturing rabbit hole. Oy vey. If you guys want an episode about guitars, let me know. And Paul Schwartz, I think, was one of the first guys that sent us uh, a review via email a long time ago. And he yeah. started off by you two knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great too. Is he's a local guy? Like he's, I mean, not local, local, but he. Uh, I know he like works in the city. You know, like he's not oh, far okay. from us. Yeah, Paul, you got to make it out to our. Uh, you know, make it out to Jersey once or twice or so. You know, get yeah. out there and uh, meet up with us. And dude, one other uh, thing I saw via email was uh, Jonathan Pruitt wrote us. Yep, I was just going to read that. Yep. And he says, hey, guys, this is Rocky Boy from the Flight Test Forums. I just listened to episode 165 with the Blade 230 review, and he loved it. He said the review was great, and we got him thinking about getting one for his first helicopter. And he says, also, Mike D's Plank Report is hilarious. Piss your pants, laugh out loud, drive off the road, freaking funny. I couldn't stop (laughs) laughing when the IX-12 took over, and he had to rewind it a bunch of times. But he did thank us for mentioning RC After Hours because uh, he thought that podcast faded away and hadn't seen their feed for over a year. Yeah, because they changed. Yeah, yep. it turns out they just switched feeds, which I've had that happen to me. So mm-hmm. that's awesome, man. 
And uh, one more thing we bounced to early from AMA Expo. He had a great time hanging out with Dave, but we had already split. Uh, yeah. He says he'll find us at Flight Fest, and he'll have a beer with our name on it. Uh, keep flying, and thanks for all you do for the hobby. And I know you responded, Steve, but I just wanted to read that because um, that's cool that you know he found that RC after hours because you never will know what podcast man they just are gone and that is that's happened to me you know where I, I come across a podcast that I used to enjoy and I'm like oh geez they were doing it all along they just switched the feeds so um, I'm glad he found them yeah so thanks for writing us John yep uh, let's see Javier sent us an email okay and in the subject says warning long email <laughs> oh jeez so I'm going to I'm going to very briefly go over this real quick. So another great episode with the 230S review. He uh, owns a helicopter and actually likes the helicopter very much because he was able to do some nodes and hovering and stuff and ba- basically help him progress. Okay. Uh, then he has some news about Roto Live. So some of the stuff that we spoke about uh, in the last episode. But uh, yeah, you know, Kraken, that's going to be, uh, you know, Curious to see if that's going to be a flagship model or eventually going to like a Black Thunder line, like how they did a Black Thunder and then it became Black Thunder T, Black Thunder Sport, Black Nitro, you know, like all these different versions of it um, to see if there's going to do something like Kraken, Kraken Sport or whatever. I don't know. I think it's going to be like their boutique kind of high-end helicopter, but who knows? Uh, let's see. What else was there? We didn't talk about the Oxy-5 too much. Um, that's well, I mean, we spoke about the episode before. To- about, yeah, a lot. Yeah, when we saw the pictures. But they, they definitely had some more info on that, and it just looks cool. I think uh, it's definitely a new design with the frame layout. Now, uh, I've, compass, heard, I've heard rumor, rumors on the Oxy-5 that you're going to have up to floor, four different blade size options. I don't know if you guys Yeah, from what I heard, I heard 500 to 575, which is, like, insane. Like, that's yeah. that's wow. a big... I wonder if they're going to have different booms, or if it's just yeah. kind of... Yeah, okay. I would think so. I think, I think what like they're going to do... 500 and a 5... 70 see i think they're gonna do like a 500 right which will be like up to a 520 blade yeah and then they're gonna do like a 550 570 yeah that's a a small 600 size uh let's see here so compass we didn't talk about compass but it's uh attempting to rise from the ashes of the rage brand so with the new chronos rsr (laughs) he says looks nice but it's no crack in lol (laughs) <laughs> I'll include that part. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Goblin News. Are your case uh, getting a few upgrades? The Henslet, he talks about the TDSF a little bit. Yeah, that we talked about. Exnova's Turek line of motors. There's not much details, but knowing that it has Turek's name on it, it's going to be a crazy amount of torque and head speed that you can pull out of these motors. Uh, let's see. Yep, he talks about the Oxy 5, 500 <clears throat> to 575 size options. Can it be designed does not seem to be final yet, which, um, yeah, yeah it looks definitely prototype. Pictures, yeah. Um, we didn't really talk about this, but Mikado Logo 800, it's a big machine. I don't know. just looks like a big Logo 700. Uh, I do like the canopy color choice, the blue and the yellow, though. I have and a question, so dude. Do you think mm-hmm. you can boom strike that bad boy? Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Actually, no. I'm going to say no. He can boom strike anything. I've seen him boom strike a freaking coaxial heli, dude. He's no, no, man. I don't think I can boom strike that. You know, you know why? <laughs> it's so damn tall, like that head. It's like sticking so oh, high up. It? <laughs> it seems. I mean, when you see it next to the logo seven hundred, it's like a good three inches taller. At least it looks oh, like it really? in the pictures. Wow. In the pictures, maybe, maybe it's just percept. Like, 
Um, okay. The perception of it, like because one's closer than the other. <laughs> but I was like, whoa, that's a really tall, big helicopter. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I could. I don't know. I don't fly like that anymore. I fly a little more reserved and old man 3D-ish now. Like I'll still smack a little, but now it's just like I'm just transitioning. I'm doing a lot more transitions, a lot more flying around. Yeah, you're just getting old, right? Yeah, the Goblin 570. <laughs> uh, and what is it? MRCI. He has released the Goblin 570 uh, at Roto Live. Yeah, the conversion kit. The conversion kit, which looks really damn cool because he uses the Drake canopy with some different color scheme. It looks nice. And um, recently, um, Duncan put out a video like earlier today uh, doing a flight on that. And, you know, it seems to be holding up pretty good. You know, if Duncan can smack the crap out of it, it's holding up. Yeah, it looks nice. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, thanks, Javier, for writing in. And Fierce guys, we'll see you next time. That's my saying. <laughs> That's our outro. He said. He, he said <laughs> I got that from someplace. Yeah, he's like, "Whoops, wait, <laughs> I got that from someplace." Wow. <laughs> nice. Okay, so awesome, man. Thanks, Javier, for all the news updates and everything. Um, yeah, there's a crazy post on Heli Freak. If uh, anyone's interested to go check it out, and and I'm sure this this is where he got most of his info and stuff. So. Definitely check it out because there's a lot of pictures and stuff that'll help you uh, take a look at it. I like pictures. Yeah, I know you do. Okay, is there anything else? Should we move on to people of Podbean? People of Podbean, there's a few things. Uh, our buddy Mike Welch liked episode 163, Tired Iron with George Baker. And he also liked episode 164, Mr. Dan K. Reed. Nice. Uh, K. Buen and YRF. One seven three eight two four three seven one six two three one four two three started following us and BVGHJ liked episode one fifty three pilot classifications. So thanks guys. All right, thanks everyone. Uh, you got anything for comments from Podby? We we do, but I I don't remember. Did we do comments last week? Well, last week was like an hour ago. No, no, two weeks. Sorry. Two episodes ago, like or last week in real time, did we do comments? Because I'm trying to look at the dates to see which one yeah, I did last. Yeah, because yeah, you read. That's where read. we got Yoder from. You read freaking Burning Eagle Five or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. And you I also said, did the world's worst <laughs> British accent with the Rob. That's true. Freaking. Crikey. <laughs> okay, so then Rob's and then Gray Eagle Jr. So read him again. Now I got it here. Okay, uh, six days ago. One minute thirty. Okay, so Russell Bear six six days ago says one minute thirty two. Wait, one hour thirty two minutes forty seconds. Absolutely hundred percent agree. Multi rotors have destroyed our hobby. That was from the Dan K. Reed episode, Damn, dude. I was hoping he was gonna say definitely, absolutely, without a doubt, Yoder. Yoder, <laughs> <laughs> it's destroying That's the hobby. It's going. It's destroying the hobby. <laughs> uh, let's see. Musamil Bazi <laughs> said, "Great show." common and then he replied back to his great show comment say miss this part common steve you can fit the extra okay wow you <laughs> stop commenting and driving yeah. Stop it. <laughs> maybe it's lost in text to speak or <laughs> speech text okay our favorite guy great eagle jr four days ago says elders of the heli table you bind such gifts to this receiver May the Blade 230S be a great ambassador to the addiction that TikToks into greatness. 
The madness of Radiant Snipe Hunter was a rowdy bucket of cats. My eyeballs heard amazing. Don't abuse robots. No one <laughs> likes roasted nuts. <laughs> the days are so full of positive, even if short, when I spend time with you. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm still confused, but I, at least the last sentence, I kind of understand. Thank you. Don't abuse <laughs> robots so they'll roast, roast Oh, your nuts. man. Yeah. Man. I'm starting to see a trend, dude. Toast TikTok into greatness. Mm-hmm. I love okay. that. And then uh, FJ Moridiellos. Three days ago says, I love it that Dan was on. Nice. Okay. Uh, BVGHJ. Great show, guys. Keep it up. Smiley face. Thanks, Jericho Burn. Thanks, Jer. Okay. iTunes review. What do we have for iTunes review? We have an iTunes review. Holy. No way. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this guy left an. A review or not already, but I'm going to read it anyways. He is citizen number 593. Nice. Dan Listener. He said, awesome episode 164. It was great to hear from Dan K. Reed again. I'm glad you are doing well, Dan. Thanks for everything you did for the RC helicopter hobby. You changed my life. I hope we hear more from you in the future. I will always consider myself a member of the nation. Long live the 99%. Dude, that's awesome. Nice, yeah, that's man. That's like stand up and cheer kind of review, mm-hmm. man. Love it. That was great. Thanks, Dan Listener. Nice, thank you. Uh, for a while there, I thought Dan Listener was Dan K. Reed, but uh, <laughs> I guess that. not, man. Uh, no, that's awesome. You know, and I have to mention real quick that I saw Mark Ritchie uh, made a comment on Facebook or emailed us. He emailed us. Um, about uh, keeping the listener or keeping the citizen number going. Yeah. Um, that's something to think about, but I don't know if I would want to. Uh, like that's so nation. You like I don't know if I would want to do yeah. anything with that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I even commented back to him. I replied back to him like, you know, that that was definitely our CHN's thing. And like, even if it was cool for us to take that over, I don't know. I just feel like it was their thing. Yeah, yeah I would, like I don't want to feel bad about take doing that it. Over. Yeah, and Citizen Six Twenty Nine. By the way, Four Seventy One. I, I got in late. Yeah. It's actually a good, good idea because it's a shame that you know that it's gone. It used, it, yeah, because it's something to be that proud it's about. Gone. And I understand mm-hmm. where Mark's coming okay. from. Yeah, it's definitely something to be proud about. But uh, it's it was just it's like so much their thing, you know. <laughs> How about this though, man? Imagine, remember the days when they're doing the citizen numbers and they're like when they're doing the, the, the giveaways, and uh, you know, obviously the one, two, three, four, whatever the low numbers that they they all took, you know. Um, they could never win anything. <laughs> well, if it's on our show, then they could win. <laughs> they're they're yeah. for entry now. <laughs> I was also thinking about, you know, next time if we ever do some kind of giveaway, we could uh, include something extra if you're a citizen member. But that kind of is not cool for the people that are just getting into stuff now that really don't have a chance right. to, right. to yeah, um, partake. Right. But it's something to think about. It's something to think about. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe... Talk to Dan, see what he wants to do with it. If he wants it to live on somehow, some way, maybe, then we can take over. If not, then, I mean, you know, it is their thing, and I don't want to, like, yeah, I mean, steal any of their my re- thunder, I guess, or glory, or whatever. Right, and from my respect for those guys and what they did, I wouldn't want to. They got you know, the citizen numbers. We could do, like, uh, green card numbers or visas. <laughs> <if you want. laughs> no, that's lame. 
a brick in the wall number. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We're going to build a beautiful wall. Big, beautiful wall. <laughs> AMA and Andy's going to pay for it. <laughs> that's what we didn't talk about in the uh, – that's what I wanted to bring up. But we didn't talk about the first year in flight. Like, you should get AMA. It's insurance. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you don't have yeah. to, but you should. Well, you, you kind of have to if you're ever going to go anywhere or do anything or meet anyone. Yeah. Yeah, true. Or you could be those rogue fun fly pilots that don't even register and just go fly and then get, get kicked out. Or just don't yeah. get kicked out. Some, don't some be don't. a dick. Dude. Yeah, don't be a dick. Support the hobby. Support the fun flies. Yeah. Um, all um, right. Well, thanks, everyone, for that review and all the previous reviews. Yes. Let's, uh, I guess we're ready to wrap this up then, huh? Go with the outro yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Wrap it up. I think my outro was fast <laughs> enough last uh, last week. Yeah. I tried to go as fast as We're going to have to cut some of this out, though. There's no oh. uh, RC Heli Hangouts form anymore. Oh, that's Wait, right. That form died. The domain doesn't go anywhere. Oh shit! Yeah, it's dead. Yep. So they might still own the domain, but they didn't. They, they didn't renew the web hosting. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Uh, that reminds me, I need to renew our web hosting <laughs> for our page. <laughs> All righty, drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefrc at gmail dot com. Like us on Facebook, facebook dot com slash freefrc podcast. Check out our webpage, freefrcpodcast.show. show. Show. Hopefully I renew it and it's still up. <laughs> uh, fight test for us. Oh, yeah. See, I had a right bird, of course. <laughs> hey, Chris. He's been planking hey, it up. Hey, Dave. Dave. Yes. Dave Hill. Yes, Mr. Hildeflyer. Hildeflyer. Dave's such a good dude. He is, H- Him and Guillaume. Guillaume. Yeah. Guillaume. Uh, flight test forums, off the field, audio, video production, other than flight test podcast, three, four, podcast, and next to our friends, the FT Community Cast. Pat and Mike. Um, let's see here. Our fellow podcasters, uh, what do we got here? Uh, RC Heli Hooligans podcast, Walt Ned, still waiting, full pitch podcast, Jones, Jones. Frank and Scott, still waiting, waiting. uh, Telerotor podcast, (laughs) Shaggy Mike and and Scooby, uh, not waiting, close enough, gotta gotta listen to the last episode, yeah, practically waiting, no, uh, let's see, RC after hours, with Mike, Chris, and Andre. Mm-hmm. Crazy Canadian. Uh BKRC podcast. Who still has snow up there? Uh Bert and Kyle, who have no snow. I mean we still have snow down there. <laughs> I know. Uh yeah, no snow down there. And they complain about forty degrees being it's like so cold. It's, it's fifty so degrees yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, I know, we're gonna hear from all the fo- folks up north that we don't know what cold is, but for Florida it's cold. Get over it. Yeah, it ain't cold. You can still wear shorts at 50 degrees. Man, I, don't, I don't want to bust Kyle's chops, but, man, he got freaking thin thin blood real fast, man. I know, right? He was he there for, like, not even a year, and dude, he's, he's like, I can't handle the cold anymore. Yeah, he's from the cold, man. He's yeah, from the he's from Rochester. He's from yeah. really, like, they get dumped with snow. Yeah. Like, like feet and feet and feet of snow. They get yeah. ridiculous yeah. amounts of snow. I mean, that's what Florida will do for you. I bet you can't wait, Kevin. Yeah, I can't wait. I know your wife can't. Your wife's like, bring it on. Uh, High Voltage. With Bobby Watts. And then the RC Roundtable. Andy. Fitz, Terry, and Lee. (laughs) Fitz, Terry, and Lee. I even wrote it down for you. For me? Yes. Where the hell did you? Oh, you wrote in the show notes? Yes. Oh, You're not even in the show notes anymore, are you? I am. Oh. (laughs) All right. Well, 
yeah, you know, we had to do a double episode uh, this week, so that way we didn't miss um, the week of the was it the nineteenth or twentieth? Um, Whatever that Tuesday is, twenty nineteenth, right? Well, it'll be the fifteenth and the twenty second. Yeah, the twenty second. Yeah, the release dates will be fifteenth and twenty second. Yes, yes, correct. Because um, we love you guys. Yeah, and we didn't want to go disappoint. that extra mile so you don't miss a week. Yeah. Yes, this is the dedication that the free fall guys have. <laughs> you can tell it's getting late. It's getting late. It's eleven thirty, and we're all getting bonkers now. So, <laughs> thanks to our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. Oh, boy. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. God, I need a <laughs> Awesome. All right. Made that two episodes. Let's just do like an hour-long episode. So, what yeah, what do we end up doing? An like hour and a half and four two fucking hours? hours. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention how I was watching Goodfellas with Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. <laughs> and, uh, and I was drinking a soda. Oh, shit. <laughs> I had a whole bunch of them. I forgot, I forgot them now. A solder? Uh, What'd you say? I was drinking a solder. Drinking a solder. Oh, uh, how do you say solder? Solder? Yeah, but then you get labeled, and maybe, maybe you. And then what happens if you actually like quads? Oh, gosh. Hmm. Next thing you know, you skip the RC heli completely and an airplane. You just go right into quads. Look what you did. Your Generation Z or whatever. It's all going to fly quads because of you. Generation Z. I don't know what generation they're on now. I don't even know what generation I'm supposed to be. I have no idea whether that generation X, generation Y. I'm in the old generation. You're a Y. You're are you no, you're considered a baby boomer, aren't you? Me? I the, yeah, I think the generation before me was a baby boomer generation. Mm-mm. No? Kevin might be, but generation X and then Steve, you and I are Generation Y. We're Y. Millennials started in 83. Uh, Generation X is anyone born between 65 and 80. So that's me. Ooh, so I still fit into Generation X then. Roughly. Baby boomers were sandwiched between, I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you just buy one of them stupid Chinese brands and a fixed pitch and like five feet long? The fun copter? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, jeez. Coaxels that are yeah, five feet long and just blow like away as soon bucks. as you take off. I, yeah. I bought my brother-in-law one of those. $50. And he wound up <laughs> crashing it into his neighbor's roof. Uh-huh. Nice. Yep. <clears throat> All right, you guys it was, ready? It was three feet. It was three feet in length. Yeah, yep. I'm ready. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to run a little later. So let's uh, get started here. Well, now, before the wrap-up, we're going to have another report from the Planker channel. Yeah. All right. Let me get this thing loaded up. I haven't heard this one. Uh, What? Uh...
play is that little button that with an arrow on it? No, it's <laughs> I gotta find the right message because Mike sent it again, I think. And now my phone is trying to download it. Thought I downloaded it before though. And he's gonna flap his like a and run away. <laughs> well, that's definitely making the show. Oh, you better not. I'll quit the show. <laughs> Actually, then you're like, yeah, I'm gonna put it in. Is that all it takes? I'll screw that. I'll make sure I never quit the show. No. I don't know. Whatever one you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one causes you more anguish, you'll do. Uh, why won't this episode download, Mike? Okay, so we won't be having a, a, a segment from the Planker channel. <laughs>